people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, this is Ooh. our second podcast of 2022. And second. Our second one. And based on the conversations that we've had, and again, I like to throw stuff at you, catch you a little bit off guard and catch you off yes, the cuff here, uh, because I am confident in the amount of research and reading that you do that you're up to date on everything. So I thought we would go ahead today and talk about crucial strategies for business in 2022. How's that sound? I think that sounds like some fun we can kick around today. Okay. Yeah. And what I did going back to our old um, format and taking three particular areas and looking at how businesses, because we're here in the middle of January already. And so for many people, I mean, I know they've already stopped going to the gym, even though they made that that commitment that they were going to go to the gym every day. We're halfway through January right now. And I think the most exercise that a lot of people are getting is carrying around the membership card in their wallet uh, because they've let that down. So I thought we would take a look at it and get an overview of some things that business leaders can do as far as focusing on how do I make 2020. 22, the best year possible for the business. So the three areas that I, th- I want to talk to you about is uh, the first area is going back to those business and marketing plans. The mm-hmm. second area, a little bit different here, but I thought we would talk about becoming more uh, friendly toward outsourcing and automation in the business. And then the last area is focusing on the company culture as well as avoiding burnout. So those are the three areas I want to I want to cover today. So what do you think about those? A little burned out. Little burned out. Okay. Well, good. Then I'm going to give kick off the first one to you. Sure. Uh, and Let's get do it. you to kick off. Talk to me about everyone's got business plans and marketing plans. What it's j- middle of January. What do we need to do? What do we need to do? Well, one, hopefully we thought about this a couple of months ago, before we got into 2022, we have a business plan, but we really want remember to remember what happens when we assume. I know. Well, that's why we're okay. doing this crucial, critical episode. <laughs> crucial, critical. Yeah. <laughs> the we we're going to go with key. But then, as right. I reminded Lou, every time I try and use key, Grammarly corrects me to crucial or critical. So we're going okay. with crucial today. Business plans need to be revisited often at least once a year, you should be looking at your business plan. Maybe you're executing on it. Maybe you said, well, you know what worked last year is going to work this year. We're busy. We don't want to crack it open and start all that over again. No, we really want to take another look at that going into the year. Also for our marketing plans, things change, things evolve, but start with our business plan. What are our goals for this year? Again, we've probably lined out at the high level. What's maybe our revenue goal? What's our expense goal? But dig into some of those other things. What are the leading and lagging indicators that we need to be measuring that are going to feed into our ability to manage our expenses or to achieve our business, our financial goals for the business. Really start looking at not those high level ones, but start looking at the numbers behind the numbers that are really going to drive our results over time. Similar with your marketing plan. Really think about, yes, we're going to spend this. Yes, we have a marketing budget of X, but let's dig in. You know, the marketing is especially very fluid. So we want to make sure we've got that to use your word for the year, Lou, 
we have some agility, some agile approach to how we're going to handle our marketing plan. Our business plan and our marketing plan, in my opinion, have to have some flexibility, agility in them because things change over time. And the importance of having the plan is it shows us how much things are changing in ways we didn't anticipate or expect when we created the plan. So that's why I think we want to build them on a framework that we can flex over the course of the year and have some agility in. I also, because I do want to keep my word of the year present this year. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I was going to, since you use mine, I've already, I've got a transition to use. You've got a transition. So with that, I'm going to swing it back to you, Lou. Yeah. No, I, using your word of the year, simplify, and you mentioned coming up and looking at key performance indicators. I think in every business plan, everyone needs to focus on just one or two key performance indicators. Instead of having a whole assortment of, of goals or, or, or numbers you're looking at, are we hitting revenue, hitting expenses and everything, come up with one key performance indicator, two maybe, that you're going to focus on. That's going to be the what you're going to keep your eye on. Because if you start throwing in a whole other bunch of key performance indicators, then that's going to not allow you to be agile, but it's also going to complicate and not simplify your business plan. So I would recommend strongly that you find your key performance indicators that can incorporate other areas that you want to talk about, but you're keeping your eye on one or two bullseyes each week, each month in going forward in your business plan and your marketing plan. So you took my word, I took your word. Fair enough. Well, I think I will close this out on this one by saying I very much believe in keeping a business plan simple. I work with my clients and even how I run my own business is to put that business plan on one page to keep it focused, to keep every everything easy to see. My goal is if I hand someone my business plan, they can get a really clear understanding in just a few minutes over what it is I'm trying to do. Keep it right. focused, keep it simple. That allows you to also have the flexibility to adjust changes over time. And if we have learned anything, Lou, since March of 2020, we have to be willing to flex because things come at you. As as Ferris Bueller said, life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. One of those great business movies that you constantly bring us back to. I do. I've only watched one movie and read one book. We've established In fact, I think we got through all all through 2021 without you bringing up Ferris Bueller. (laughs) Well, so now I do have now, you asked me last time if I had resolutions. Now I have a resolution. Yeah. All right. So speaking of flexibility in our business and keeping things simple, let's move on to the next topic, Lou. Why don't you kick us off and get us start talking about where automation and outsourcing fit into your 2022 plan? Sure. In in business plans today, particularly with the employment situation that's going on, Craig, I do believe that there are a lot more opportunities for businesses to outsource different areas of their business where they don't need a full-time employee. Because again, we don't want to get caught and all of a sudden we go back to 2020 where we are locking down, we're not having lots of people in the office and we're tightening our belts again. So instead of looking at hiring new people at this point, I my 
comment is to look at ways that you can outsource things that you don't need to bring in-house, where there's expertise. You don't need to train people to become experts in a particular area. You don't need to hire somebody at a very significant salary because of their significant expertise. And then you've got them forever, uh, so to speak, by hiring them full-time. There are lots of opportunities, particularly with people who have left the workforce that have joined the gig economy, like you and I are in the gig economy, where we can come in, we can work with a customer for three, four months. And then after that, they don't have to worry about us. We're gone and we move on, but yet we provided them services that were necessary to keep their businesses going, whether that be in training and coaching, whether it be in sales, in assisting with the marketing plan. There are so many opportunities out there where there's experts who are looking for short-term gigs. So I truly believe that in 2022, companies, in order to maintain agility, outsourcing. And then, of course, there's automation, too. There are lots of technology has increased, Craig, as you and I've talked about in the past. It's exponentially in the last two years. We're doing things now with our computers and online that we never thought two years ago that we would be doing at the length and breadth that we're doing them in right now. And so looking for opportunities to automate things uh, was also another good business opportunity to keep it simple and to keep it agile. Yeah, this, I mean, look, I think you should absolutely outsource your coaching to professionals like us. Uh, yeah. And you're Happy training. Don't forget um, your training. <laughs> trained. The thing is, right, and both automation and outsourcing, outsourcing to a large extent, there's there's things I know for, especially if you're a small business owner early on, you're doing a lot of those things yourself because you can't really afford to outsource them. Over time, you have to start looking at those things. You have to look at where your time is best spent. And if you have a zone of genius that does not include doing your marketing and figuring out how to send out a newsletter and how to track all those results, or maybe you're not great at the bookkeeping side of your business, whatever it is, we want to look for those opportunities to outsource those functions as soon as possible for us. So we can free up our time to do the things that are actually what's most important to our business, serving our clients and generating new clients and generating revenue. So outsourcing is a huge opportunity. We look, it works for big, large companies. More and more, you start to see companies that are outsourcing IT support. They're outsourcing HR. You see so many things out there today, fractional CMOs, fractional chief sales officers, fractional CFOs. There's lots of opportunities for you to outsource and get that expertise and pay for it on a smaller level than trying to hire it in yourself, run the risk of making a bad hire and having to turn that all around. Automation is similar, right? Do you really want to maintain a bunch of servers on your location? (laughs) Probably not. You know, right. what are the things that you can automate? What are the functions that you can automate? And even if you have to outsource building those functions, it's worth doing because it ultimately it's going to feel like an expense. But if you leverage your time efficiently, you know, one of the things to think about when you're doing both of these is, you know, what are you, you know, what's your effective hourly rate? Anything that you're doing that costs less than that right. is revenue negative for you. Right. So, and that's how companies look at this as well, right? Let's get the yeah. things out. You have to build in some accountability and control so that things don't get out of hand, right. but it's worth building out. So these, yeah. these are great opportunities to scale and level your business. 
Right. And, and when we say automation, too, I, I just want to make sure that our, our listeners and viewers understand we're not talking about automation where you're replacing an employee. But what you're doing is you're getting automation to help you with a process that you spend an inordinate amount of time doing. And Craig, as you said, there's that opportunity cost that you're wasting because you're doing something that can be done quickly because it's automated, such as payroll and things along those areas where you're just using an automated system to get a process taken care of that you don't need to be doing yourself or having someone else do. They can be spending their time on developing revenue opportunities for you and dealing with customers That's because that's where your money is. So again, it's it's not like the supermarket where you know we've got to go in and check our own, you know, groceries out. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of a mercenary capitalist. I probably automate that too, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we'll, we'll just keep it as automating processes. I, yeah. Think about it this way: is there's you, things compliance alone is so complicated. And when you mentioned payroll and some of those things, mm-hmm. you can't possibly stay on top of all these things that you need to worry about. And whether you're a solopreneur or you've got 50 employees. All of it's bad if you're not getting some of these compliance areas covered. So it's really important. Pay pay someone else to do all that research and legwork so you can really act in in your zone of genius that's optimally best for your customers and yourself. Exactly. Which brings us to our last uh, area, and that is culture and avoiding burnout. Uh, In the last two years, I know that uh, everybody has experienced burnout. There's no question about that. Uh, We've been tried. uh, We've been stressed out. There's been a lot of uncertainty and it's just created a lot of burnout, which has led to the great resignation where people have just many people have thrown up their hands, uh, you know, in the in the millions and just said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore and have sought uh, greener pastures or they've done a complete about face and gone into something completely different uh, because they've taken a perspective on their life. And that gets back to the company culture and company culture for a long time. It's the environment in the office. Well, we're not in the office. So we need to look at company culture and how do we extend our company's culture to a remote or a hybrid type situation because it ain't going away. Right. Yeah. No, I think the challenge for a lot of business right now is trying to figure out how to evolve culture into this kind of new perspective that we seem to be moving into. How do you really build it? And it's going to be even trickier when you start getting into some people are going to be in the office. Some people aren't. It's going to depend on where they want to be, but how do you start building that culture and pull that business together? Uh, I don't necessarily have answers to that, but it's something. And I think the answer is going to be unique to every business. How do we start building that culture? But the other piece of this conversation is avoiding burnout. And we do know that's something we want to build into our culture. And that's mm-hmm. going to be things. And we've talked about these things before, Lou, right? Let's not have a culture where we're expecting people to do all their emails at 11 o'clock at night, or at least to respond to emails to right. us from us at that's, 11 o'clock. That's at night. what I was going to say. Exactly. Yes. Let's build a culture where we honor time off. If you're off, let people be off. Right. Right. I can I can remember vividly one of my favorite family vacations. And on the next to last day, my boss called me and just dropped a scud. Nothing would have changed in two days. Then I got back and just dry and ruined the last two days of my vacation. My stress levels went from zero to 60. Right. Because, you know, so 
honor vacation, honor people having the time off unless things well, are really it's not, but, but Craig, it's, it's not just time off. Hmm. It's honoring business hours versus personal hours. Yeah. Seven o'clock at night. That's personal hours. And there should be no reason why someone should be expected to respond to. And I'll say it. I don't care if it's a CEO who sends you an email at eight o'clock at night. You should not have to reply to that because if you are replying to it, that means that you are constantly checking your business email, which means that the fuse is lit and you can get burnt out. You need to be able to shut the computer just as if you were working in the office, if you're working remotely and you need to walk away from it and you are now on personal time. And we talked about this early on when the pandemic hit us is you need to create your boundaries. And I believe that every company should begin their culture with we have boundaries, we have business boundaries and we have personal boundaries. And we want our managers and every employee to respect those boundaries and getting the job done. So let me add a corollary to that. Okay. As we see now is part of this evolution of the workplace, right? Is people work when they can work, right? So if you're home, you got the kids, da, 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 da. so it may be you're working at 10 or 11 o'clock at night because that's what works for you. I right. think what we're saying here is that doesn't mean because you're shooting off emails at 10 o'clock at night that you should expect responses at 11 o'clock at night or Correct. six o'clock in the morning. Right. If we're going to have this kind of hybridized workforce where people are going to work to get the job done, regardless of how many hours it takes or when those hours occur, we're going to have to understand we're going to end up with some disconnects on when work is flowing through. And we're going to have to get used to that. We're going to have to honor the fact that people are working at different different slots of the day. It's not that they're not working, but they may be working at different slots. So I think we need to find a way to honor that. You know, if right. nothing else, we get, get away from that whole thing where people used to schedule their emails to go out late at night. So you kind of think they were working late. Um, which was just one of my favorite scams. But at any rate. (laughs) Well, in fact, I had a customer uh, client uh, just this past year. And when we established the the relationship, uh, she informed me very early on. She said, when you send me an email, you can expect an email back within 12 hours. And so it it was almost telling me up front, if you send me an email, don't expect a quick response, but I will get back to you within 12 hours. And so when I would shoot her an email when we were working on this project, I knew I would hear back from her, but I may not, I may have sent the email at nine o'clock in the morning, but that didn't mean that I would hear back from her at 11 o'clock in the morning. I may not hear back from her until eight o'clock at night because she was working virtually. She was managing, uh, you know, her family and school and, and kids in school and things of that sort. But she said, my service level agreement is I will get back to you within 12 hours. She set those boundaries up front. That's a good culture that will help avoid the burnout. Very good. So with that said, what are your key takeaways? Key takeaways, Lou, I think, Key takeaway is you've got to have a plan. We've got to be thinking a little bit out of the box and we've got to keep our people first and foremost. How's that for three takeaways? Pulling all three of our points together into one point, which is a huge cheat. But when we have a plan, it makes it easier for us to make decisions around things like automation and outsourcing. It makes it easier for us to build the kind of culture we want to work in. So it all really ties together very nicely. So if you haven't thought about these things as you're looking to 2022, 
It's only the middle of January. You still have time. Lou, how about you? Right. Well, my key takeaway is that, uh, you know, on December 31st from Times Square, we all watched the ball drop as most people do on New Year's Eve. And my key takeaway is don't drop the ball on your business in 2022. Take and focus on some key areas to help you with your simplicity and your agility. And the three areas we talked about are areas that definitely will help keep your focus. How's that, Mr. Anderson? You prepared that. You didn't just pull that one out of thin air. Liz. No, I didn't. I just thought it up. Yeah. Being a Jersey boy and every year, I mean, that was that was the big thing. In fact, when I came out to Indiana the very first time for college, I didn't know people in Indiana watched the ball drop. I thought that was just a New York thing. And because this is pre-internet, you know, this was just on TV. And uh, so I every year when I watch that, I think about the impact it really has on everybody's life to we're starting a new year. Boom. Ball drop. So don't drop the ball on 2022. <laughs> wow. Extend that metaphor. All right. All right. Thank you, Lou. Everybody, thank you for watching Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. Please like, share, subscribe on whatever platform you're watching this video today. What platforms are those, you ask? You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as on our Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and our website, qaleadership.com. So we would love to hear from you if you have questions, topics you'd like us to cover, or perhaps you have an interest in being an interviewed guest on our podcast. Let us know over at qaleadership.com. You can get our, hit our email there or hit us up through any of those platforms we talked about before. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. Then keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. 